0: Everybody say amen. 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 You may be seated. Mm. Having church is no joke. We believe right here, right now, there's nothing that stands in your way of your complete deliverance. Amen. But there's several things that have to be understood the church in this hour has to be ready for what's coming. And She is not going to be weak if she's going to overcome. She must rise to the occasion and be vigilant in her work on the earth. We're in a very precarious time, but as you know, God is at his best when we are at our last. Because when we've done all we can to stand, he says, go ahead and stand. When you can't last any longer, that's when God shows up and does the work. So really what that scripture is saying is, When we can get out of the way, God can show up. Amen. I'm going to ask you one more time, just lift your voice for just a few moments. Just lift your voice and talk to the Lord for a little while. Let's just take a couple moments before I get into the word. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. There are some messages that I have preached that I feel is necessary for the body of Christ. That we come back and revisit some of the principles that are applied in some of the messages I've preached in the past. I know as a pastor, there's a lot of times I like to get something fresh. But you know what's interesting about God is that he can take one sermon and turn it inside out until it becomes fresh bread. And it's manna again from heaven. <laughs> I want to talk to you on this subject. Mind, blood, heart, and body. Mind. Mind. Blood, heart, and body. We're going to start with the mind. The mind is the place of the intellect and will, and the will of a person. It is the hard drive of the human body. All the decisions are made by what is on or in the mind or the hard drive. To understand this clearly, life... Has all of this software that you can download into your mind. But let me say that not everything in this world is profitable for you. There is good as well as evil. It just depends on what you're willing to put on it or in it. Simply put, It is what runs and simply operates the whole system, which is your body, which is the human life. What you put in your mind is what runs your life. The mind controls three different things. Number one, the mind controls your motor skills. The second thing it controls is your emotional skills. And the third is your life skills. What is in the mind simply controls your life. Your motor skills, your emotional skills, and your life skills. The system or life cannot run on anything greater than what is in your mind. If you're struggling with things in your life, Maybe you ought to reevaluate what you're thinking. Did you know the level of our worship and the level of our understanding of church simply derives from what you're thinking? We can have good church or we can just have casual church depends on how you perceive and what you allow in your mind. We can turn this place upside down. God could be released if we just think right and allow him to move as he has deemed necessary for every situation in this place. It's all about your thinking. That's why in Romans, the 12th chapter, in the second verse it says, and be not conformed, Conform to this world, but be ye transformed by what? The renewing of your mind, that ye may prove, that ye may prove, that ye may prove, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What he's saying, don't put stuff in your mind that is not of the Word, but put the Word in your mind. Be not conformed to the world. Push certain thoughts away and say, God, you are able. God, you are here. God, you're getting ready to do something in my life, and miraculously there's going to be a paradigm shift in my future. I am looking for you, Lord, to do something great. Get that in your mind, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed in what God will show up and do for your life. This is not just a moment. This is a lifetime experience with God. This is not an event. This is not just something we show up and sing a few songs. This ought to be a life-changing experience for each and every one of us. Don't just come and try, church. Come and be the church. Don't just show up. You need to be here and say, I'm going to be part of the body of Christ. I got it in my mind, and there's no devil out of hell going to get me to change. What I believe is what God wants me to do in my thinking. Don't put off or put stuff in your mind that is not of the word. Be not conformed to this world. It says renew your mind. In other words, it says be not conformed. Delete that. Delete what is slowing your life down just as putting stuff on a computer that shouldn't be there. All of a sudden you've got a virus in there. You can't figure out why it's not operating to the level it should. God created you in his image and in his likeness. And when he did, if you keep downloading things in the world and of the world, you'll find yourself slowing down. Until you can't hardly move any longer. And things in your mind like depression, things in your mind like anxiety, things in your mind of this 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 loss of confidence and insecurity issues. Sometimes you got to delete some things. Church is not just receiving, sometimes church is about deleting. hallelujah hallelujah maybe take him somewhere where he can he can continue to pray because I want, I want everybody's attention here today do not be conformed to this world amen Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Don't put stuff in your mind that don't belong there. Delete some things that you know you know you shouldn't have in your mind. Delete whatever it is that's slowing God's plan down in your life. I'm not just talking about those that have never experienced Christ. I'm talking to the church here too. Because if we're not careful, we'll put stuff in our head that don't belong there. That's why you've got a pastor to preach to you the word of God. Amen. And be not offended by the word, but be transformed by the word. There's a lot of spiritual viruses. We've been dealing with 2020, this coronavirus, but there's some spiritual viruses in our lives that will eat away at your morality and your conviction until you won't have any anymore. I talked about that in our uh, Next Step class this morning, Brother Bartlett, about how that we become calloused. What we used to be sensitive to, now we're not so sensitive to it anymore because we're we're, we're callous to it. Those calluses are like playing the guitar. Eventually, it hurts at first, but eventually you play it long enough, you're going to start to build up calluses on your fingers. And it makes it easier to play, easier to play. But if you've been away from it a while and then you come back a year or two later, you're you're saying, okay, it hurts. But sometimes when you're not callous to the Spirit, sometimes conviction hurts. But don't play it so long that you lose your sensitivity to the Spirit of God. Get the world out of your mind. Get the world out of your mind. I'm gonna tell you, you can overcome drugs. I got several of you here that are looking for answers. You're getting the answer right now. Your pastor's saying, you can overcome drugs. And I'm not just talking about illegal drugs, I'm talking about your doctor as one of your biggest drug dealers. You know, we talk about what you get on the street. Well, sometimes it's what you're getting at the pharmacy. Come on, somebody. Hear your pastor. I'm running after this devil today. Amen. Sometimes we need to realize even the government is the biggest drug dealer of all. You can overcome drugs, you can get past your abuse. You can you can you can get out of your mind broken thoughts that don't belong there. I'm saying today is a day you can get rid of all that stuff. You have hate in your heart? I'll tell you when you start living for God, it'll put you in check. Sometimes I have to get up here as a pastor and preach it right to you. Why? Because we're putting some things in check. There's some spirits in our world today. There's some viruses in our world today. And it gets in our minds. Somebody has got to stand in this pulpit and preach to you that something needs to get a hold of us. And we need to get some things out of our mind that don't belong in our mind. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. I believe you can get the world out of your mind. What the world says about marriage, how they're being destroyed, and a husband and wife, from a biblical perspective, is being challenged get that out of your mind. The world says it doesn't matter, but God says it does. You are anointed. God has blessed your marriage. Stick it out and learn what it is to be in the perfect will of God. Hallelujah! Amen. Another big one right now is this. Prejudices. Hate that's going around between ethnicity groups. Not in the church. I said, not in the church. I said, come on, I, I think I ought to get a witness right here. I said, not in the church. Each and every one of us are going to mend those broken places, and we're going to show the world that we, as a multicultural church, will show the world that, yes, we love one another. While the world is spewing out division, the church is bringing together unity. Be not conformed to this world. Don't listen to what the world is saying to you about your life, listen to the Word of God. Know and understand 2 Timothy 2.15 that says, Study to show thyself approved unto God a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly, 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 rightly dividing the word of God. Uh. Get the world out of your mind. The world is twisted. It has thoughts they want you to think. Ideas they want you to adhere to. Anxiety and depression. Get the world out of your thoughts. Put your mind on good things. Put your mind on godly things. Like it says in Philippians, the fourth chapter and the eighth verse, it says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, what does he say? Think Think, 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 think on these things. Think on what is true. Think on what is just. Think on what is honest. Think on what is pure. Think on what is lovely. Think on the things that are of a good report. Think on virtue. And if there be any praise, and if there be any praise, it's because I'm thinking on the things that are right. If there be any praise, I'm not going to praise because I have an idea of what the world planted in my mind, but I have ideas that are planted in the Word, and the Word tells me true, honest, lovely, I have a good report. Virtue, praise, is based on thinking right. See, I don't need a song to praise. I don't need the emotion to praise. No, 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 no. I don't need your clap and your shout to praise. I'm praising for what Rob Bibb has got in his mind. It's a revelation of it. It's an understanding of it. I'm praising him because he's been good to me. I praise him because it doesn't have to do with a choir. It has to do with a God. It doesn't have to do with the ministry. It has to do with my Savior. Think on these things. Think on these things. If you start thinking on these things, there's nothing that can keep you in your seat. You'll get out of your seat and you'll praise him because it's in your mind to do so. Pauline Hill said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. Now now, now listen to this. What he said is true, but the conception of thought is nothing until it's believed. He says first you've got to conceive it. The seed has to be planted in your mind, conception. Because there's no baby until you first have the conception. But when you have spiritual matters, you got to believe that God is getting ready to give you the baby. Because without believing, you start aborting. Uh. See, God can start something in you, but He's not just interested in starting. He's the author and He's the author and He's the conception and. Hey, you got to hear your pastor. There's a lot of people can make a good start, but they are horrible at finishing. They're the ones that have their uh, choir, or excuse me, their, their shower all broke out and in shambles, and 10 years later, they haven't completed it. They start the construction, but they don't see it to the end. I drove by a house, and I saw car parts all over the front yard, and saw... Hot water heater looked somewhat new. And I asked the neighbor, I said, what's going on at that house? Why in the world is it such a mess? Why is it such a mess? Oh, it's simple, they said. He starts projects but never finishes them. Your life will be a mess. Everybody's looking around and saying, What in the world is going on with them? Oh, it's because they're good starters, but they're not very proficient at finishing. James 1 8 says this A double minded man is unstable, is unstable in all his ways. He's saying, When you have a divided mind, then you are allowing your conception and believing to be divided. Double-minded is the conception without believing. Double-minded is being one who's willing to start but not finishing. I believe the Lord wants to finish a good work in us. Come on now. Some of you are thinking, man, I've never heard a preacher like this. Come back. You'll hear more. Yeah. Because a double-minded man or woman is the conception without believing. I've got the thought but never pursue the action. You need to write that one down. I've got the thought but never pursue the action. The second one is the blood. Everybody say the blood. Blood is a specialized bodily fluid that delivers necessary substance to the body's cells, such as nutrients and oxygen, as well as it transports waste products away from those cells, Them same cells. So blood is circulated around the body through what is called blood vessels by the pumping action of the heart In blood carries oxygen from inhaled air into the tissues of the body. Now, life can only be sustained if one has blood in its body. If you don't have blood and you're breathing, I'm running. (laughs) Life can only be sustained when there's blood in the body. So that's why you have to stop the bleeding. Because if you don't stop the bleeding, it generates nutrients and oxygen in the body. You stop what gives life to the body. It removes waste also from the body. That's why we find in Leviticus, the 17th chapter and the 11th verse, it says, For the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I've given it to you upon the altar to make what? An atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh an atonement for the souls of mankind. Notice atonement, atonement. Everybody say atonement. Atonement, if you break that down, it says at one meant. At one mint. Atonement, at-one-ment, the blood of Jesus Christ spiritually gives us unity so that spiritually we can have nutrients and oxygen in our lives. But it also, the blood, the blood, the blood, gives us the ability to remove sin and waste. That's why it's impossible for me to not preach about the blood of Jesus Christ. I must preach about the blood of Jesus Christ. I don't care what the world is saying. We need to get that in our mind. Hear me now. We need to get that back in our mind that the blood washes away my sins. Nothing but the blood of Jesus Christ. There is nothing that can get rid of your sins. You can quit doing it, but it's still in your life until you allow the blood to wash you whiter than snow. It's still the blood. That's why we still sing about the blood of Jesus Christ. That's why we still preach about the blood of Jesus Christ. Why? Because you're not clean without the blood. He made ad one He shed His blood so that you can have a transfusion of His blood in your life. Amen. I cannot breathe without blood. I cannot get rid of my sin without His blood. That's why in Romans, the third chapter, in the 25th verses, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteous for the remission of sins that are past. See, the blood put my sins behind me, where in the Old Testament it put my sin in front of me. Nothing but the blood. So while they put the lamb in the Old Testament on the altar, John the Baptist says, you're no longer going to have to do that. I'm going to send you a man. And John says, the lamb of God who's going to take away, take away, take away, take away, take away, take away. Get rid of some things. Take away, take away. I'm not going to just do it because you think it. I'm going to do it because the blood is applied to take away your sins. The blood is a transfusion and kills the viruses in your body spiritually. When you have the blood in your life, it puts away your sin that's been living spiritually in your life for so long, and it separates things in your life until the waste of those things that you know are sinful are being taken out. And putting asunder. So we have the mind. We have the blood. Let's talk about the heart. The heart is a myogenetic muscular organ. And it's a circulatory system that is responsible for pumping, pumping the blood throughout the blood vessels by repeated rhythmic contractions. Let's talk about this for a minute. Because you can have the blood, but if it's not moving, you're still dead. That's why in Romans 8, 14, it says, for as many as are led. I would say led. By the spirit of God. They are the sons of God. That word led actually means to be moving. God gets out there. And the Lord gets out there and he says, I want to lead you. Follow me. But you're not going to follow him if you're not stepping, moving, moving. Because blood that's not moving dies. But blood that's moving, they that are led by the spirit, they are the ones that are the sons of God. Not just the body that has blood in it. But the blood is moving. That's why the Bible says what a man thinketh in his heart. What a man thinketh in his heart. What a man has in his thoughts and what it has in his heart depends on whether or not blood is moving. Because what a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we can have blood in our physical being. But the question is, oh, we have the blood flowing in our spiritual body. It's when blood is moving. Galatians 5.16 says this. This I say then, walk. Walk. Why? Because you got to move. By what? By the spirit. Walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill what? The lust of the flesh. Oh, Hallelujah. I don't know if that excites you, but I'm telling you, that gets me fired up every time I read that scripture. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not. If you walk in the spirit, if that blood is moving, that is the only way you will be able to overcome the things in your life that have plagued you for so long. Let the spirit move. Let the spirit move. We don't want to keep the spirit from being able to move. How does the spirit move? Does it just move on one? No. Does it just move on uh, 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 just a few? No. This, what I'm talking about today, needs to move as the body of Christ moves. What am I talking about? You might say, well, pastor, what do you mean? What I mean is if you say you're in the spirit, it will not be a distraction to the body. Mm. Ah. Yeah, we, we, we well, as a pastor... What does a pastor have to do? Well, I have to check and see are we in this thing together? I'm not in it for just you. There's people all around this congregation that need a move of God. And your pastor is looking to see whether or not we as the body of Christ are allowing the blood to move. And as the blood begins to move, I'm looking and I'm seeing that it's not just moving in the arm. And it's not just moving in the finger. And it's not just moving in the foot. But it's moving out throughout the whole body of Christ. And when that begins to move, I'm telling you, there's some things that can happen in an old-fashioned Pentecostal church service that will turn this place upside down where when the blood begins to move, it will move through every facet of the body of Christ. It'll get to the toe. It'll get to the head. It'll get to the ears. It'll get through the eyes. It'll go into the hands and the arms. It'll get into the legs. It'll get in every form of the body that is present. Do you hear what I am preaching? i have tried to get you to understand that the blood wants to move. The power of God wants to move. It's trying to get into you. And don't just put a tourniquet on your spiritual walk but say I'm going to take this thing off and I'm going to listen to that preacher and let the blood of Jesus Christ move in my life Hey somebody shout hallelujah Yeah but do Give me my little rock car and I'll keep going. Let's talk about the last one the body Everybody say the body we talked about the mind we talked about the blood we talked about the heart let's talk about the body with regard to living things a body is the physical body of an individual body often is used in connection with appearance but say appearance it's also used in connection with health issues and even death. You have to admit that if someone is deceased, you can just look at them for just a few moments and you realize, based on their appearance, they are not alive. So what we're looking at now, what we're looking at. When people walk in these doors and when our family and our friends see us physically, the real question is, what do they see? When your wife or your husband looks at you, what do they see? My wife gave me and that has been given me the greatest compliment that a husband can have. And she'll say this on occasion. You are my pastor. It melts me because that's what she sees in me based on my life's appearances. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how you act. It matters how you treat people. Come on, help me now. Don't leave me up here by myself now. You've been good to preach with me, but don't leave me up here now. Appearance. But the real question is, question is, what does the world see? Do you tell them that you go to church and you're you're Living for God and that you're Christ-like, but then when everybody's ready after work to go to the bar, you're hanging out with them and doing the same things they're doing, and they don't see any separation. They don't see any difference between you and the world. What do they see? What does your spouse see? Disrespect? Being belligerent? Abusive? What do they see? That's why in 1 Thessalonians 5.22, it says, abstain from all appearance of evil. Why is that? Because the body is the reflection of the health of the inner person. Let me say that again. The body is the reflection of the health of the inner person. What I am, Brother Hawks, on the inside ought to be a reflection of how I am on the outside. If I love the Lord at church, I love the Lord on Monday morning. If I'm going to walk with God on Sunday, I should be walking with God on Tuesday. If I'm willing to worship Him on Sunday, I ought to be able to worship Him on Wednesday. If I love Him on Sunday, why can't I love Him on Thursday? Oh, we're all good up till Thursday, but what about Friday? When you get your paycheck. And what you was willing to give God on Sunday. Why can't you give God that same amount on Friday? Oh, you said you'd give to God on Sunday, but you didn't have the money. But now on Friday, you'd rather go out and be with the friends than to consider what God might be wanting from you. I probably shouldn't get on that. Your appearance. Your appearance, your appearance, your appearance, spiritually even. Your appearance tells me what is in your mind. Your appearance tells me what's in your blood. And your appearance tells me what's in your heart. Because your appearance is the body. And it tells me Your spiritual health, it tells me what condition you really are in. We've read this scripture quite often, and I'm just about ready to conclude. We've read this scripture quite often in 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter, 19th verse. Paul says, what? Question mark. What? I can almost hear him say, what? Know ye not that your body, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not, you are not, you are not your own. Did you know you're only borrowing your body? If I loan my car to someone, I want to know that it's in better shape than when I loaned it to them. But at least take care of it as if it's your own. Probably don't want to say that now anymore because... To say somebody that has their own body, they possess it and think that they can abuse it in any manner they want. But let me just tell you, when you start abusing the body of Christ, which is your body, then you're abusing the temple of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to say some things that might be a little disturbing to to some of you. but, But listen to what I'm saying. You wouldn't come in here today. You would not come in here today and sit down in the front and start doing drugs in the middle of church. If you did, God help you. But more than likely, you wouldn't. Why? Why is that? Because you respect the house of God. You respect the temple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then why would you do it here and not here? Alcohol, drugs, smoking, anything that defiles the house of God. This is not my building. This is not your building. This is his building. This is not my body. It's not your body. It's his body. Are you getting what I'm preaching? So I have to make sure that I take care of the body of Christ so that the world can see that my house that I have called my own is really not mine. It belongs to him. And I want them to see this is not me. This is not mine. This belongs to my Lord Jesus Christ. So I'll stand. Your body is not your own. Your appearance belongs to God, how you carry yourself is simple. Your body is a type of the body of Christ. Now just because I had you to stand doesn't mean cut me off or I want you to listen very carefully right here. Your body is a type of the body of Jesus Christ. When Jesus died it says that Nicodemus took a mixture of myrrh and alloys, alloys, about a hundred pounds of this, these spices. But very carefully, they took the body of Jesus Christ and they wrapped him in linen. Took the aloes and the myrrh and began to put it on the body. A hundred. Very carefully they took him and they laid him in the tomb. They were very careful about how they handled the body. Why is that? Because they were showing how sacred his body was. But just as he had a body, God in human flesh, he says that when you have been spirit-filled, your body is a type of Christ's body. Take care of the body. Take care of the body. Take care of the body. Wrap it. Keep it. Cherish it. Make sure you don't abuse it. Because your body has everything to do with your mind, your blood, your heart. It has everything to do with your life and your future. There's some things you need to get out of your mind you need to make sure you have the blood in your body and you need to make sure you've got the heart to allow that blood to move. Keep in mind that if it's really moving in you, there's going to definitely be a change in your appearance. You are not here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have preached my heart If you feel like God has spoken to you, I'm going to ask you to step out from where you are as quickly as you can. If you feel comfortable, if you don't feel comfortable, that's fine. If you just being cautious, that's fine. We understand. But if, if you feel comfortable stepping out, come on, step out right now. And say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to change my thinking. I'm ready to get the blood of Jesus Christ in my life. I'm ready to allow the heart to pump that blood through every facet of my life. Oh, God, I want you to allow your spirit to appear in my life so others can see that I am a child of God. I will you
1: in the middle of the darkest night. It's true, I will rescue you. For there is no distance that cannot be covered over and over for you're not defenseless for i'll be your shelter and i'll be your armor for i hear you whisper underneath your breath yes i hear your rest that cannot be covered i oh.